When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. It's the weirdest thing I've ever had the misfortune to see. <laughs> Mackey and Judd. Yeah, I, I'd say it's top five. On 1500 ESPN. Gives it to KCP for three. It's good! And the Lakers up 117-110 with a minute 10 to go in the game. Playoff race tightening in the West. That was Lakers beating the Spurs, which helps the Wolves. Not quite as much as it would help the Wolves to just beat Denver a couple times in the next week, but maybe they're getting closer to doing that. Yes. Let's reset this. The news out of Denver post-shoot-around this morning is that Jimmy Butler, who yesterday was listed, I believe, officially as doubtful to make his return tonight, will now go through pregame warm-ups, and then a decision will be made on his status for tonight's game, which to me indicates he might not come back and play a lot tonight, but certainly opens the door yeah. for him at least getting back into action tonight. Well, I would say, you know, for, for him, the the biggest thing that I would be worried about is Rust just shooting the ball. Like he's not going to come back and go 8 of 12 from the field, you know, or or 11 of, not that he's that kind of a player anyway. He's more of a volume scorer. But I think he's self-aware enough as a player to understand that, and he would just do his best to get to the rim, to get to the free throw line, and then distribute for others. Get the ball moving around, pick up some assists, some rebounds. I think his role is going to be defense first yes. and then let everybody else do whatever they need to do offensively. Like he's good, he's he's been watching this for 2 months and he's probably most mad about the fact that they're getting blown out defensively by tanking teams like Memphis and Atlanta scored a bunch of points on him. So if he just comes back and says, "You know what? I might only take 6 shots tonight because I'm not really feeling it. I've been out for a month and a half or 2 months. But I'm going to shore up defensively and we're going to come in and we're going to make it a lot harder for Denver to put up 120 points than if I weren't playing, I, you, doubt, I doubt if he plays tonight, though. And you, but you've been saying for two day, days now that essentially uh, the problem is Denver's going to come down and hit threes against them. Well, if you've been saying that, guess what? They know that too. So if Butler can defend against the three just a little bit, it's going to help. I, I bet he plays. I bet he play. I bet he doesn't play a ton, but I bet he plays. And I'll take a few shots, and it won't. It won't get head scratchingly ridiculous. You say, "What are they doing until probably the Lakers game or the the Memphis game on Monday?" But I bet he plays a little bit tonight. I bet he gets back in there. I, I'm trying to decide if I'm rooting for. They push that oh, envelope. I'm trying to decide if I'm rooting for a win and in final game of the season <laughs> against Denver. Like there would, there's some potentially really fun things that could happen where, all right, it's Denver and Minnesota, last game of the season. Whoever wins gets into the playoffs and whoever doesn't. I actually think New Orleans is in the most precarious spot 
because there's all these teams that are tied in the loss column with 34 losses. There's there's four of them: San Antonio, Oklahoma City, the Timberwolves, and New Orleans. And uh, the Wolves and New Orleans have played one fewer game. So if, if they both win that game, then they'd be up to you know 45 and 34, like San Antonio, Oklahoma City. But but Den- even though Denver's a game back, they get it's a tough schedule. But like New Orleans has to go San Antonio and at Golden State still, and Golden State has everyone but Curry back right now. Uh, both have to play the Clippers. So I actually think New Orleans might be the team that's most likely to Get bumped. to jump out of this thing, depending on, like if the Wolves and Denver split their games and then Denver beats the Clippers at home and New Orleans gets beat, you know, at Golden State, San Antonio, that's probably the most likely scenario. So many things. So have so you many decided on, on my question that I asked you on the uh, Wednesday show yet? Have you decided, do you want them to make the playoffs now? Or I would, are you still... I would prefer to watch playoff basketball. I also don't think that Tom Thibodeau is the one that's going to lead them as far as they can go, the, whatever, this year, next year, yeah. the year after that. But there's so many strings attached to that. Does Tom Thibodeau then take Jimmy Butler away? Like, does, would Jimmy Butler only play for Tom Thibodeau if if it's Timberwolves? You know, if he's got one year left sure, in his deal, he'd have so to be the right coach, here, but, or, he'd be, or he'd definitely go, go elsewhere. But I would, after thinking about it, it would be really fun to watch the Wolves play playoff basketball. So, because okay. I think it would be unless at, it's against Houston, in which case I'm a hard pass. After after 13 years, I'd like to see it. And there's a, like there's a certain it. hero factor when you have Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. There's a certain like if those guys are just playing lights out, you can hang with teams. You can hang with a Steph Curryless Warriors team. I'm not saying you're going to beat them in a seven game series, but you can make it interesting when you have two of the best. 10 or 12 but to players. To answer in the your world. question, here, here's the intriguing dynamic. If Tibbs did flame out here and gets blown out, I don't think it's a key that Jimmy can go play for him again because I, I don't think it's a given that he gets a job again. I mean, who's going to, if, if, no, it I'm does, not saying he would go play for Tibbs again. Oh, I thought you were saying he, no, he'd try and go play I'm for Tibbs again. I'm saying he wouldn't play for the Timberwolves. I think if you got the right guy, he probably would, though. I think if you got the right, I I think if if you brought in the right, if you got rid of Tibbs and decided that he didn't work, and you brought in the right administration, more so than just the coach, but if you brought in people that could run this organization very competently and and add the right components, I bet he'd stay here. And Carl Anthony Towns is always going to be an appealing, young, up-and-coming, and just current stud player that you're going to want to hitch your wagon to. I mean, he's... He's going to attract absolutely yes superstars it's who Wiggins, want to win. Who is the odd man out possibly as far as it's not going to work, or the albatross that prevents you from getting a third player because of his contract? Well, which is yeah, this is going to get really intriguing with him because I know the contract's huge, but I think you've got one last opportunity to possibly move him this summer, and then that's it. If he comes back next year and repeats the same process, now you are completely stuck. Yeah. Why don't we throw it to the 1500 ESPN Masters Update Desk, where Dave Harrigan has been watching the scoreboard throughout the day, and we've been watching Tiger Woods sort of struggle his way on the Masters YouTube channel today. Hello, Dave Harrigan. Speaking a little... A little loud, Phil. I was I'm, bring down the my ears level. Are, I would appreciate my, that. My ears are hurt. Hello, right now. hello, friends. Hello, Dave. The Masters YouTube channel does not sound right. Uh, by the way, Judd, it's the Masters YouTube channel on YouTube. The Masters on, on YouTube. YouTube. 
Uh, doesn't know quite the same right now. Oops, that's the wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> what is going on today with the buttons? We're going to drum roll, apparently, for the... <laughs> Sorry, that was the leaderboard, <laughs> which includes now a new leader since last time we checked in at the update desk. Mark Leishman is your leader right now at three under par. He is through 18, or excuse me, through eight holes on the day. Behind him are former leader Vijay Singh and Henrik Stenson are even together at two under par. Yes, that's nice. You'll find a group at one under par of five golfers. Included in that bunch is Charlie Hoffman and Patrick Reed. At even par, there is a whole host of wonderful names, wonderful players. Hideki Matsuyama, Zach Johnson, Tommy Fleetwood, Fred Couples. Fred Couples? Correct, Fred Couples. Fred Couples? Trevor Immelman. Fred Couples. Larry Mize, and I could continue. Larry Mize? But that would be a little silly. Larry Mize? Currently. Where's Trevino? Some of the notables. Larry Mize is like 80. And he's beating Tiger Woods and Bubba Watson, who are both one over par. Mm. Sergio Garcia, our defending champion, is at three over par. And currently losing the Masters at a healthy 11 over par, (laughs) Harry Ellis. Oh. Sounds like Harry Ellis might want to take his talents to the egg salad sandwich line. Golf might not be for him. It will cost you merely a dollar and fifty cents. Yes, for yeah. a wonderful egg salad sandwich. Uh, apologies to Larry Mize. He's just short of sixty years old, but that's a blast from the past. Yeah, I said, where's Lee Trevino in this whole thing? He's probably inside Butler Cabin, Joe. Butler, 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 Butler Cabin. Butler Cabin. Yes. Butler, beautiful Butler Cabin. <laughs> On the grounds of Augusta. Dave, what's coming up in questions next? <laughs> well, Phil, I've got a Wolves question or two for you, as well as something related to the Masters, specifically the Patrons. We're ready. Are you? The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Ready, Master Control? Ready, switch on. This is 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Mackie and Judd, twins and mariners at Target Field in just under three hours from now. It's 3.10 first pitch. It, it might maybe that is the, oh, correct. ceremonies and stuff. Who knows when it'll actually be. But uh, twins and mariners, Kyle Gibson on the mound for the twins. Dave's got some questions for us. So... Let's jump right in. All right, let's do it, boys. Let's start with our Timberwolves, who are you uh, you were just discussing. Four games left in the regular season. The number is 90% chance to make the playoffs, according to whatever group tracks that or guesses at that or speculates yeah. on that, even though as Minnesota fans we know it couldn't be close to 90%. It has to be much lower than that. Let's do the math ourselves. I'm going to give you the four games coming up, and I'm going to force you say you have $1,000 of your own to put on the line. You have to bet on either the Wolves or their opponent for the upcoming four games. So we, do we get 1000 for each game? Yes. And you, and you can't just, like, hedge? You cannot hedge. Okay. You have to <laughs> make a decision for each game who you would put the who money you, okay. on for that night, and we're going to okay. find Fair out enough. how the Wolves will go over the next four. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Starting tonight at Denver. 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 <laughs> Not even close. Even if Jimmy plays. I mean, Denver's one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA. Yeah, it's Denver. At Lakers the next night. Second part of a back-to-back. Phil, you go first. Since we can't hedge, I'll Timberwolves, but I don't feel entirely great about 
a team that just beat the Spurs last night and that you're going to play on the road. I, If I have $1,000 on this one, I am going with a team that wears MPLS on the front of their jerseys <laughs> a lot this season, and that would be the Los Angeles Lakers. And they did last night Formally, they yeah, beat the Spurs. Formally, wow. the Minneapolis. That's kind of a troll job. If they were to wear those jerseys against they the Wolves. They wore them here? I know, but if they were to yeah, do it like this keep week doing and, it. and put the Wolves' playoff hopes to bed. Keep All right, doing so it. far, Mackie's got them 1-1. One one. Judd, you have the Wolves 0-2. Oh no. They come home for the final two. You host Memphis. Yeah, Wolves. Wolves. And finally, hosting Denver. It's Minnesota, Denver. Huh? It's Minnesota sports, Denver. Okay. In this oh. town, I'm going Denver. That was really confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's mi- Minnesota, it's Denver. <laughs> it's it's, it's Minnesota. Marconi Award it's sentence Minis- right there. It's Minnesota, period, so I'm going with Denver. Are you speaking in, like, Twitter shorthand I'm on the speaking, radio right now. I'm speaking in the understood shorthand. LOL BRB. That we are <laughs> that we are and Dan. that we are in big trouble here. You yes, know what? I'm going with the Nuggets because it's a home game, and the Timberwolves by then will have Jimmy Butler back for sure. If he's already sort of on the fence now, he'll be back for that game. So I would say Minnesota. So you're calling Wolves three and one, Phil? Based on this exercise, and yes. Judd is going one and three. Yeah, and I think I know which which uh, which of you doesn't think they make the playoffs. And where where do I get to, to put my odds on on the fact that Butler re-injures his knee on Monday against the Grizzlies? <laughs> Judd, well, that's really terrible. That's an awful, awful thing. To say. You think it's I, not going to happen? Can this I time? also add to to because you you keep pushing me on this? Do you want them to make the playoffs? Question, which I was conflicted on yesterday. So they have zero chance to beat Houston or Golden State. In a seven-game series, so which means they have zero chance to win the championship or get to the like. Their road is a short one, regardless. It just depends on when they have to meet up with one of those teams. Agreed. So, the next most fun thing would be for them to face a team that they could beat in the first round and a team that would be fun. So, I, I'm going to go back to this Utah thing. I'm rooting for now the Wolves in Utah to play each other in that four-five matchup. A million things would have to happen sure. for that to take place, yeah, but that would fun. be a really fun matchup. So that, fun. that's my new official stance on that question. Uh, I, okay. I, if I could rank the things, I would say Wolves Utah first round, and then maybe like fifty fifty split between missing the playoffs and getting your draft pick. I got you. And uh, getting smoked in four games by the Houston Rockets. Just bra- just brace yourself for all the tweets, okay, Mackie? Do you still not want Rubio? Well, look, if, hey. If Ricky Rubio has become a new player, then obviously both of us were wrong about him. I'm skeptical that he can do that for like full seasons and stay healthy and not be a hindrance offensively in a playoff series. Especially we'll if find I out. throw him to the floor in game one. Curb Phil, stop him. Last <laughs> Friday, I told you I'd be physical. In Write That Down, you said that if the Wolves miss the playoffs, your write that down prediction would be that Tom Thibodeau would be out. Yes. Tim Bulls would be looking for a new front office then, new coach. Let's say that scenario plays itself out. Forget the front office. Let's just say it's up to Glenn Taylor, the owner, to pick a new coach for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and he wants input from all his players. Everybody throws out a name. Carl, who do you got? Jimmy, Wiggy, uh, Belly. Everybody's throwing out a name, and they've all got different names. Coach A, Coach B, Coach C, Coach D. All right? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, humans compete. We like rankings. Phil and Judd rank them on 1500 ESPN. Rank the top three players you would listen to when it comes to their choice of coaches. Three to one, one being the most important. And give me the number one in Glenn Taylor's mind. That's the problem. I I don't know if Glenn Taylor has thought about that. Um, You know who could be a sneaky 
to answer the Glenn Taylor question, because it's familiarity and it's Minnesota guy, and the J.B. Bickerstaff is kind of rising the the ranks, even though he's being told right now in Memphis. That's not at all the question. You're, no, saying, you the said, pl- you're saying the player. I'm well, saying, I thought you, you said coach in mind. I thought you meant coach in mind for Glenn Taylor. No, I'm saying which player on the roster would he listen oh, to would be his top any choice. other. And okay. Then, um, I think the top choice for Glenn Taylor would be Jimmy Butler because it would be nice. If you thought Jimmy Butler had like four more years of prime left, you'd like to have him under contract for that period, which might be a big if because a lot of Tom Thibodeau players don't play at a high level beyond the age of 30, and he's like 29 right now. But I think I think Jimmy Butler would be the one that he would lean on for that. And I would rank him Jimmy Butler number one because Tom Thibodeau's out of the equation. Like that's that's part of the thing, right? He's gone. And, uh, and you would go to Jimmy and say, well, who else? Like who else would... You hate Fred Hoiberg, so, you know, like, who else do you hate? Who else do you love? And let's get a feel for what you connect with so that you would stay, but maybe someone who would connect better with the other players on the roster. And then after that, you have to get Cat's input because you want him around for 10 years, right? And then the third one, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Tyus Jones, I guess. I It doesn't matter. The only two that really matter would be Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. And I guess, you know what, if... If you could go to Wiggins and have an honest conversation and say, is there a type of coaching style that you would really mesh well with? Maybe you would get some input there because, you know, we're going to pay you $150 million. We can't take those paychecks back. So we'd like to get more out of you. Is there a coaching style that you think would work better with you? Uh, three, two, one for me. Uh, no, number three, I might actually run this guy, but he's a smart guy. And so I would ask him this question before I uh, I end my relationship with him. Jamal Crawford. I think Jamal Crawford's a really, really sharp guy. That's a good point. Yeah. And he's played for a really long time. I would say, Jamal, give me give give me the feeling for what a veteran player in 2018 wants. So Jamal Crawford would be my three. Butler would be my two because I want to keep him and I'd, I'd like to keep him happy. I think he's slightly delusional, though, about coaching. I mean, if you like Tibbs, you listen to Tibbs. Nobody else seems to. So he's not my one because my one is, and this qualifies for me and for Glenn, would be Cat. Because essentially what I, I want to build my team around you for a long time. And like it or not, but in that league, to do that, Cat needs to be extremely happy. So I want to know, what do you want? How, how do you see yourself improving and becoming the best player possible? And who would the coach be or, or what attributes would that coach have? So... If you're Glenn, I think you're number one with a crystal clear has to be Cat. Well, we just fired Tom Thibodeau there. Hey, you fired him last Friday. Yeah, no, I, you know, no, no, no. We came I very said close yesterday, if, too. If. Hey, I said if, too. I said if your scenario is how it plays sure, out. For sure. There's a lot of people so who, who think that we basically have him fired, which is not entirely true. Not entirely untrue. Scratch TV. The good people at Scratch TV threw this on Instagram. It is the official list of banned phrases at Augusta National Golf Club. Wow. I'll roll them, roll through them quickly. Uh, Dilly dilly, it was rumored that is to be banned, and it is indeed banned. Is that banned for like a sponsorship conflict or? I think they just find it annoying. Just annoying? Okay. Yeah. It's That's why Bud like. Light sent like a thousand t-shirts to the patrons to go wear it. So if you yeah. can't say it, you can wear it. Uh, also on the band list, Baba Booey, Mashed Potatoes, You to Man, I Love Martha Burke, Sweep the Leg, Johnny, Annika Sorenstam <laughs> Loves Trapeze, Free Meek, Dinklage for President, To Infinity and Beyond! <laughs> 
Activate the glutes. Jimmy Carter eats peanuts. Hey, security, can you pick me out of this sea of people? R.I.P. Harambe. Nobody beats the whiz. Brandles my daddy. Bikini wax. Drive it, Miss Daisy. Blank should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Can you hear me now? Good. And hashtag anything. I, I missed it. Can you still yell, get in the hole? Uh, that is not on the list of what you cannot say. Sounds like say, it's about so, the yes. only thing you can say Who now is get in the up? hole. Who came up with this list? Probably Augusta National Golf Club. I know, I understand that. A lot but of I'm people s- in green jackets. I understand that, but like, where are they getting all? Where are they reaching for yeah, these? I'm trying to They've envision. Heard them. I thought it would be who you know, get in the hole and. You're the man I thought would be the main two ones. Well, those are very annoying. Like, I, be I be more original than get in the hole. I'm with one. you. But I'm trying to envision all these silver foxes in these <laughs> green jackets in some executive room coming up with a boy, list of phrases. Uh, one time I heard someone yell, was it Baba Boo Boo? No, no, I think it was Baba Booey. <laughs> well, let's Baba ban Black them. Sheep, actually. Let's ban all three of them. That's fine. Sweep the uh-huh. leg, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. It I know. Is. Is that a preemptive ban? I know. That shouldn't be banned. That's my point. Wait. You know what? Okay. Actually, go ahead. Well, Ask the question. The question okay. is going to be, which words or phrases, if you were at Augusta National and wanted to get yourself heard on TV, if you wanted to be that goofball, which words or phrases would you use that are not on the band's li- the band list? Who goes first on this one? Is it me? You can go first. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I, I have, there's three of them. There was, I had two of them, but then... The what was the Johnny one? Sweep the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg, Johnny. I think if if that's the only one they're banning from that movie, it sounds like you can still yell, "Put him in a body bag, Johnny!" Yeah. <laughs> Not on the list, right? No, good for that's good for it. I think if you're following Phil Mickelson around, you could probably get a moobs chant going, don't you think? <laughs> moobs. No. Oh, I'm sure you could. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed it's not banned with that entire list. Phil, Phil might skull one right into your skull, but oh. other than that, you'd be fine. And then the third one, it sounds like so. So mashed potatoes is banned. Mashed right? potatoes. I love mashed potatoes, but yeah, you can't say it. Well, you can eat it, can't say it. But that's the only of all the Thanksgiving <laughs> foods. You know, I would, I would just start picking out other random Thanksgiving food items. If they're going to ban mashed potatoes, then why not stuffing and gravy, <laughs> cranberry sauce. Just go right down the list. Oh. Vegetable tray? <laughs> Sweet potatoes. Too much wine in a nap. <laughs> tryptophan. That's not bad, actually. That sounds good. I like that. Tryptophan. tryptophan. Yeah, tryptophan works. <laughs> Makes you sleepy. <laughs> oh, I, I would have given anything to be sitting there with those guys when they're coming up with this list. Very seriously debate. Should that be banned? What do you think? <laughs> oh, no question. We should ban that one. Yes. What's your? What does your list consist of? Oh, I do a couple tigers for t- tiger. Either Perkins waitress. Wow. Or Ember's waitress. Or Denny's waitress. Or Denny's waitress. Waffle House waitress. Waffle, I've got yeah. Waffle House written down here. Okay. I've got. But you know what? You got to do. You got to get near eighteen and really loud. Hello, friends! <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great one. Phil Mackey. You know, talking about a good kid, it makes it easy to root for. He's a solid young man. I really like him a lot. Judd Zolgad. You know, 
Uh-oh. That's a shame. <laughs> Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Brown ball, backhanded. Sano with that rifle arm gets him. What a play by Miguel Sano. Ending the ball game. It was tough conditions. I mean, the cold and the wind and the snow. And um, I think you just got to have uh, a mindset of going out there and try to find a way to compete the best that you can. Uh, you know, we gave up the home run in the first inning, uh, similarly to a couple days ago. But we hung in there. Doge got us going again. And then we put together a nice inning with some big hits. Once you fire off that Twins lineup, opening day lineup has been posted. Yeah. Or, or home opener lineup, I should say. A couple of changes. Uh, Dozier leads off at second base. Maurer bats second at first base. Sano stays in the three spot at third base. Robbie Grossman will bat cleanup in DH today. So Lomo's gone. Byron Buxton moved up to the fifth spot in center field. Really? Max Kepler will hit sixth in right field. The new kid, is it Ryan Lamar? Lamar? Yes, Lamar. We'll play Ryan Lamar will play left field and bat seventh. Okay. Adrianza at shortstop will bat eighth. So no Escobar today. So, and Mitch Garver will catch. This would lead me to believe that a lefty is on the mound first. Is uh, is it James Paxton, Paxton on the line? Okay. It is James Paxton so today. So he, he's a tough lefty. He's a so, good pitcher. He's not really a household name, but he's a he's a good pitcher, and so that shows you just the difference because they didn't face a lefty starter yet, right? I, did they face one in? I don't think so. No, I don't think they start. No, so, not a starter. So the right-handed lineup against against a right-handed pitcher, Buxton hits in the lower third of the order, and uh, and now against a lefty, Buxton goes up because they're not they're not basing the lineups off of your overall numbers. They're basing the lineups off of what do you do against left-handed pitching sure. or right-handed pitching? Yep. And Robbie Grossman gives you a better chance. Maybe, and they're probably looking to give Lomo a day off too. That's that. that probably I like Kepler playing though. I, I think that's smart. I think yeah. you've. I think you've got to find out. I, I think that there's a very good chance that he's going to show um, marked improvement this year uh, in these uh, situations when the opportunity is presented for him to play against lefties. And you got to give. I him a like shot. that. Yep. You can't find out if he can improve. He's still at the point in his career where he can improve his putrid numbers against lefties. If you get to a point where you're 27, 28, 29 years old and you've been in the league for like three or four years right. or whatever and you still can't hit lefties, okay, maybe it's more of just who you are. I don't think it has to be who Max Kepler is forever. No. Nope. You know, he probably hit lefties quite a bit better in the minor leagues. Here's a question for you on, on Brian Dozier. So he's off to a scintillating start. Four home runs. He's been one of the best position players in baseball the last few years. Are you really like. Are you or the Twins really ready to give him to another team after the season? Like the fact that they didn't really pursue contract extension talks with him. There's a big story from Jeff Passan, Yahoo Sports. Today, it's it's uh, it's about contracts in baseball, and it's uh, it's about the Charlie Blackman extension with Colorado. And it points out that the Twins did approach all of their young players, Barrios. And uh, Buxton. Buxton, maybe, I can't remember who the other one was. Kepler. Might have been Kepler or Rosario. But not Miguel Sano, according to the story. No. But they didn't have any conversations with Dozier. And I get that he's 30 years old here. But I'm like I'm not ready for the Twins just to say, all right, well, g- good talk. See you later. See you later. You don't just wave goodbye to Brian Dozier and replace him on the field. And uh, and now it's all just all square. You just pay less money for somebody else. Right. But given how the the market went in the past few months, there could be a very good chance that he plays out his contract and you, you go back to him and say, here's a four-year contract that's, you know, good. I mean, I, I don't think that there's any... I think the notion that he's just going to walk, and, I, I you know, he's talked about that, and it could happen. 
I think that's misguided to a certain degree, though, because I do think that there's a very good chance that you get done in October and just go back, back to him and say, here's four years. I wonder, though. Is... I don't think you're automatically going to, to let him walk because you didn't do an extension before this season started. No, I agree. But is he the type of guy, is he going to be vindictive at all? Is he the type of guy that's going to say at the end of the year, especially if he has a big year, you know what? If it's if if you guys weren't interested in me before, oh. if you didn't want to approach me in the offseason, then I'm gonna go, you know, find my revalue somewhere else. Like would he go take a contract somewhere else just because he's not if you I vindictive. don't think if you came to him with a really good offer, he would not. And okay, so pl- play this out though. Go if you take the path that, that you just did, what if they're also thinking this guy when he's good has been incredible, but he's been incredibly inconsistent too, right? He has a great First half, bad second half, vice I mean, versa. That's annoying, but it does. Okay. At, at the end of the day, like he's a really good player. So. Right, right. But what? But what I'm saying is this: What if you are willing to pay him after this year, but your approach gets an entire season in which he plays basically mad for you? In, Do you think that they're strategically he, trying to know. light a fire under Dozier? I don't think that's how it works in baseball. I would agree, but I'm but I'm just saying if if the result is you end up paying more than you would have, let's say, last February or March. But by stringing him along a bit, you get a consistent season in which he's good the whole time. It's worth it. Yeah, and now the I, problem is you, you sign him to a four-year extension, and then and then what type of player and what type of consistency do you get going forward from there? I get that. But I'm not anti what they're doing. My guess is, first of all, like, do I think a byproduct of Brian Dozier going into a contract year in which he doesn't have an extension on the table, like that he would just be more motivated to play well? Not that he wasn't motivated before because he's been really good. Yeah, it, it's a contract year and you're going to get more out of him because it's a contract year maybe if that's something that history shows. I think the reason why there is no contract extension is because I'm, I'm, I doubt if they've had zero conversations. Like that doesn't seem... Like a plausible I, thing. Yeah, I think they have. Th- there's yeah. probably just a gap. The right. Twins are looking at the market and saying, well, if Lance Lynn's only getting $12 million and if J.D. Martinez sat out there and didn't get what he wanted, well, I mean, then why would we cave in and give Dozier like a if – if, if his camp is demanding $100 million – and I'm making these numbers up, but if his camp is demanding $100 million over five years, well, yes. why would – let's just wait and play it out. But by playing it out, he might get mad and then go sign somewhere else just because the twins, the twins have no faith. I would take that chance. And I wouldn't take that chance. If would, unless he just refused to accept a reasonable contract extension. And right. We just don't know the nature of the discussions. But if he wants a ton, I, I would say let's just talk again in October. If he's mad enough that he would uh, potentially take less to go elsewhere, that's a chance I would take. But here's the thing. You're not going to sign him to an extension in October. If he has a big season, he's going to ride that thing out, and he's going to get to the open market. Okay. So you might have to go into After the World February. Series. But look at yeah. some of these. Like You might have to wait until February to know. And where I, I guess where I would, and I don't know what their line of thinking is behind the scenes because they're very, like, they play everything close to the vest. But if you think that Nick Gordon's just going to come up and we're going to move him to second base and he's going to be able to take over for $500,000... Nick Gordon ain't hitting 40 home runs. Nick Gordon ain't going to be one of the top 25 position players in Major League Baseball who wins a gold glove and hits more home runs than any middle infielder the last four or five years. Yeah. So, like, Brian Dozier is a... He's on track to be one of the best players in franchise history once you get past the Harmon Killebrew. You know, there's a layer of players like Carew, Killebrew, Puckett. But Dozier's on track to be one of the great players in Twins history if he were to be here for another five years. That's the type of player he is. But you can pay him. 
You just wait. I understand that, but I mean, I'm, I'm, but I'm Judd, fine with that not, approach. But he's going to go test free agency, okay? And guys are going to get into February again, and you're not going to know until February if Brian Dozier's coming it's back. It's a or chance not. I'll take. All right, it, it, it's a chance the I'll same. take because if the market remains as soft as it was this past year, there's a very good chance he'll come back here. And you can sign him to a four-year extension, and that, that'll take him, what, to age 35 at that point. I understand that, that there's risk involved here, but if you trust what this organization is doing, and it seems pretty smart, I'm fine. If there, if this organization right now, once again, went back to having no approach, I'd say this seems this seems risky and dumb. But yeah, I, I think, but there's no question in my mind that there's a definite approach here. And my guess is Dozier went to him and asked for a ton, and they said, we're not doing that right now. And he's not going to c- come out and say that, I don't think. And so the perception is, well, talks talks have not started yet. Yeah. I think that mistaken is, or, or that impression is probably mistaken. I would just, I'm just so curious to know, like, if the Twins really haven't engaged, if Dozier's right, and they just haven't, they've just shown no interest. I don't I'd love that. to know why. I don't buy it. If they don't like him as a leader or something, or if they just think that he wants too much money, like I don't know. I think the it's Twins, I, I think that, that there probably have been discussions, and Dozier has told you that, that there haven't been, and the Twins aren't going to comment. Because this is a different team, and, and they are going to hold, I don't think they have any incentive in their minds to come out and, and talk about, okay, no, we, we did go to Brian and, and talk to him. I no, think there's in the no Twins, reason to. Right. So I think that there probably have been talks, and if Dozier asks for a ton, they're not going to tell you that, and so it's framed as if they have not approached him yet. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back with another Masters leaderboard update, the Masters, and we can open up for some Ask Mackie and Judd. You guys have, I don't know, questions about the Twins or... Uh, Timberwolves or life or beer or Judd's social habits. Target Field looks beautiful right now. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500 from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd are back. Now you can show when they're ready by poking them with your finger. On 1500 ESPN. MLB The Show 18 is now out, featuring a huge roster of past legends and current superstars in Diamond Dynasty. Hit the field with legends of every era, including Babe Ruth. For those who crave the best of baseball, MLB The Show 18, welcome to the show. Rated E for everyone. Head to the 1500 ESPN stream player for details on how to win a copy of that and... For details on how you can win a $25 Visa gift card, thanks to Luther Brookdale Toyota Shop or Mackey Shops, it's all in the stream player, 1500ESPN.com. Click it and win. We'll give Dave Harrigan just a minute here to transition from the promotion update desk to the master's update desk. Hello, friends. There he is. Hi, Dave. Slightly out of breath. To the desk. Yes. Dave Harrigan here to uh, give us a leaderboard update. I sure am, Phil. Oh, Tiger Woods <laughs> Thank is you for this opportunity. in the woods, it appears. I'm sorry, I thought I was providing the update. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you, you were. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, ti- oh things are... He just chunked or duffed a shot off a tree, it appears. Dave, I think you've been fired. Goodbye, friend. Oh, boy. I feel like I'm not needed here. This is bad. This is bad. Tiger Woods. It's only one golfer. Oh, my. It's just one man. Okay. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. (laughs) And now Phil Mackey does everything he can to ignore reality and defend a hero of his youth. 
despite knowing in his heart that hero is broken beyond repair. I'm just going to read this update from the, the Tiger Tracker Twitter account of what just happened. So he was kind of like near the woods somewhere. Uh, oh, he is not happy at all. Low stinger toward the green, and I think it hit someone in the gallery and dropped. Now he'll have the to scramble to make far. I don't know. Both? There's There are people scrambling for sure. <laughs> What's his score at right now? He's Well, uh, that's not my job. I, I'm, trying to get back back. To the I'm trying to get it back to our update guy. Back to the Masters update yes, Dave. I don't know what his score is, is until Dave tells Eldrick us. doing? Thank you very much, Judd. <laughs> Phil, Tiger Tracker. Yes. Curly Tiger Woods, I have listed at one over par through 10 holes. That is correct. Though it certainly does look like that is ever on the up and up. Bubba Watson, a former champion, two-time champion, in fact, also at one over par in that group. You'll find last year's champion, Sergio Garcia, at two over par. Mm, delightful. As we look towards the top of the leaderboard, you will still find Mark Leishman alone at the top at three under par. Through ten. Story Mark Leishman is. At two under, that group is ever-growing. It includes five different players. Charlie Hoffman, Patrick Reed, Henrik Stenson, Vijay Singh, and Bernd Wiesberger. And not Tiger Woods. I think we already covered the fact that he has one over par, Phil. Yes. Did you say Bernd Wiesberger? I did say Bernd Wiesberger. At one under par, you will find the lefty, Phil Mickelson, through one hole. Mm. He birdied the first, along with Webb Simpson, Thomas Peters, Tony Finau. Mm. Yes, the ankle does not (laughs) seem to be bothering him so much. He's playing on one ankle and still kicking Tiger's ass. I feel like I had a Bernd Wiesberger at the Gostoff one time in college. (laughs) I see what you did there. I love a good pun, and that was a good pun. (laughs) Thanks for the update there, Dave. You're welcome, Phil. Appreciate that. Still losing the tournament, by the way, is Harry Ellis, now at 12 over par. Okay. Might be the end for Harry. Yeah, might want to hang it up there. Tiger does not, you're right. Where does does, not look happy. For you, very much a casual golf fan, are you a sit, I mean... In general, like for golf majors, the Masters, is it is it captivating on a Sunday for you, or is Sunday. it very situational? Uh, like, does it matter if Tiger Woods is there on Sunday? Oh, probably would, would you yeah. watch? Yeah, I mean, I'm watching probably. regardless because I just love major golf. Uh, the majors, I will watch on Sunday. The Masters, if I can, for sure. U.S. Open again for sure. Yeah, British, um, I will try and catch it. I gotta admit, the PGA, if it's Tiger in the PGA, if it was a, a special circumstance, I would watch it. But if I miss the Sunday of the PGA, I don't really yeah. care that much. There's definitely something. Well, the Ma- the Masters has its own. Yeah, you know, there's just a prestige yeah. and a tradition about it that. And then the British Open is so unique because we don't get to see link style golf in that setting and very it often. Looks right? miserable most of the time. And it's like 50 mile an hour crosswinds, yes. and the and they're just struggling to break par, or there's no wind, and they're all shooting 15 under par. It's just a. It, it's great for TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then U.S. Open and PGA Championship, like I'm in on both, but I think it's even more captivating if it's really hard for the players to break par. If it's just kind of a, oh, they're all going to 12, 13, 15 under for the tournament, then it's a little bit more like an ordinary by the, tour event. By the time the PGA is played ordinarily, it doesn't really feel like golf season to me by that point. So I think that's why I, I'll, if it's, if it's Tiger, I'll watch. Uh, but those first three are fun to watch. On Sundays, so yeah, for casual golf guy, those three for sure. I'll try and watch them. Yeah, um, what what are your must sit and watch all day 
things. Like for you, I suppose, first day of the Stanley Cup yeah. uh, playoffs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the opening round of the Stanley Cup playoffs for sure. And it's great because ordinarily that first day you start, you get, what, three or four games at scatter times. Um, until this year, now I, I have to admit I was not good about it this year, NCAA basketball tournament Thursday, Friday. I, I couldn't get into it this year, and I don't know exactly why. I think it was I think it was I just didn't care as much. And the Gophers thing really killed me there because I was so into the Gophers, and then they went so sideways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say for all day couch things ordinarily, NCAA basketball, Stanley Cup, and if I was off for sure, opening day in baseball. Well, opening, we kind of did that even when we were doing our show. I know we honest. did, like, but we, I, I opening day in baseball, I love. Yeah. Oh, and now first day of playoffs in baseball is fun too. The, that first full day mm-hmm. is is a, a lot of fun. But opening day in baseball, I used to take the day off and I would just sit there all day long and veg out completely from starting around noon to the to the yeah. nine o'clock. First pitch, 9.30 first pitch. Uh, Jimmy Butler is speaking right now. Johnny K is out there for the Athletic in Denver for this game. So here's what Jimmy Butler said. They did a little morning shoot around. Got some quotes from uh, from Jimmy. I got to realize that at the end of the day, it's my decision, my career. I have to listen to my body. There we go. Uh, John says, you can tell Jimmy is conflicted. Wants to jump into the fight, but has to be smart about it. Uh, Butler also said this about his body how his body responded from the workouts on Monday and Tuesday. These were his first full squad five-on-five workouts. Quote, I feel like I'm a really good player. I can still put the ball in the basket a little bit, and I feel like I'm ready to get out there with my guys. We'll see how I feel before the game. The more I read this, like, so if it's up to Jimmy, and it's Jimmy, long-term Jimmy on one shoulder here, and then, like, so you got devil and angel, long-term Jimmy Smart, and short-term competitive Smart Jimmy. Jimmy and competitive Who's Jimmy. Who's winning that argument? It's not close. It's short-term Jimmy, of right? Let's play 42 minutes tonight, Jimmy. Yep. Correct. And then Tibbs With will be no like... no gray area, no in-between. And come back on the back-to-back tomorrow and do it again. Yep. And Tibbs will, and Tibbs <laughs> will play sure. him. And the doctors will say, don't do that. And they'll say, we don't care. All right, if it were you guys and, and Jimmy came to you right now and said, all right, I'm playing. I'm, on the, I'm a little on the fence, but bleep it. I'm going to play 35, 40 minutes. Would you... Would you let it ride with Jimmy tonight? Or would you say, no, you can't play? Like, there's no in-between. He either plays 35 minutes or he doesn't oh, play. Uh, and you're, and you're Tom I'd, Thibodeau. I'd play him. You run him. <laughs> I'd play him. Believe it. I would just play him. Have you heard what I do to the, to the arms of ninth graders? <laughs> Another Jimmy arm. ain't coming off the floor. But coach, my, go- my arm. No. Pitch. More breaking Shoot, balls. Jimmy. Shoot. ISO. ISO. <laughs> Here's your knee brace. Just tosses his knee brace. And put it on. Dude, Toughen up. Dude, he might play tonight. He's going to play. I'm All telling right. he's going to play. We have a scoop tomorrow. We'll recap the Twins home opener. We'll recap Wolves and Denver Nuggets. So all kinds of stuff. And game show Friday tomorrow, too.